We call these wildlife trees. I love planting trees. I'm gonna plant lots of trees. And this is what I enjoy. Yes, it'll grow. I would like for you to come back here in five years. Hey, what's up, Mary Contrary? What's going on, starfish, on this snowy February day? (laughs) Well, I have a story for you today that is very sad, and it's unfortunately not a happy ending, so I just want to let everyone know that ahead of time. Usually these have pretty unhappy endings because the people don't get caught, but it's got to be more tight than that then, huh? Oh. Yeah. It involves... A millionaire, and as you know, like I'm not like a huge proponent of the millionaire billionaire class, but in this instance, I do feel sorry for this oh. person. So the scam was pretty bad, so, but he's still no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from the scam, this guy, no. Right? Yeah, uh, it's going to be one of those where it just kind of keeps getting worse as we go along. So we'll just have to okay. go with it. So this is a story of a psychic Ooh. con named Rachel Lee, who stole $15 million from Ralph Rains Jr., an elderly timber heir based in Oregon. $15 million through psychic scam. Wow, that's a ton of money. Oh, yeah. Big payday on this one. Um, So this scam lasted a whole decade. So it went Mm. from 2004 to 2014. So it's like, a little bit older of a story, but it's still like a really crazy good one to talk about. Like I just came across as just crazy. So Rachel Lee basically mastered her way into managing Ralph's financial and social affairs. And she did literally anything she could to keep this poor old guy on her leash, including planning a fake marriage between him and her own 17 year old daughter. Yeah. So we'll get into this further. Now, Ralph Rains Jr., I think at the time, he was like in his 50s or 60s when this took place. So, Still, eh. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Sorry not yeah. to be ageist, so. everyone. <laughs> right. I mean, hey, it works out for some people, you know, like, uh, is it Michael oh, yeah. Douglas? And Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah. Isn't there like a huge age gap between But did the he start dating her when she was 17? That's the part that's weird, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're still right. in high school. Yeah. You still have to go to a prom. Well, and honestly, this guy, like, I don't even know that he knew oh, her really. Okay. I don't think it was like that at all. Like, I, don't, I just don't think he knew how old Well, this then icky girl for her was. mom for pimping her out. <clears throat> yeah, no kidding. So Ralph Rains Jr., he was a lonely bachelor and an heir to a timber farm fortune. His father, Ralph Sr., had built a multi-million dollar business by planting trees on a sprawling 1,200-acre land in Galston, wow. Oregon. That's big. Yeah. One mature tree was worth about $1,000. Of course, nowadays with like timber inflation, I'm sure (laughs) it's like twice that. Yeah. So according to Ralph Jr., the trees were mainly sold to companies dealing with telephone and power poles. Hmm. So, and it sounds like a pretty sustainable business. Like (laughs) I'm just speculating here, but I I would assume they do it in a sustainable way, which I like that Mm -hmm. in the business Mm -hmm. world when people do stuff where they're not just like killing everything on purpose and not replenishing. Well, yeah, if they want to make more money, they better replenish. Right. It's not like the mining industry. (laughs) That's probably a whole nother set of episodes, but... (laughs) Whatever, (laughs) they're perfect. (laughs) Right. Oh, yeah, they never do anything bad, right? Okay. What is this is in Oregon, you said? 
Yeah, so this is actually close to, I believe it's Bend, Ah. Oregon, is close by, and Eugene, Mm -hmm. Oregon. I've been to Eugene. One of my Mm -hmm. best friends lives there, and it's a really cool area. I'm going to say a random fact about Bend, Oregon, because I think it's funny. Bend, Oregon has the very last blockbuster (laughs) store in the United States. Wow, I was not expecting that at all. (laughs) Blockbuster, that's so funny. Huh. I know. Well, she used to be a blockbuster manager back in the day. So she Um, does. And yeah, and she loved the job. Like she loved that job. So so she, of course, oh yeah. She has the biggest movie collection I think I've ever seen in my life of anybody. I'm sure she got a bunch for Oh yeah, she's seen like, oh yeah, she's seen like almost every movie out there. And I'm like, wow, I don't have the time or patience to sit and watch like millions of movies. But no, no. To each their own. That's so funny. The last blockbuster. Oh, yeah. Just up the street. The last blockbuster. <laughs> Bend, Oregon. Right next door. Anyway, so I guess, you know, Ralph Jr., he spent every day on the tree farm. And then when he wasn't outside, of course, taking care of all the trees, he was inside looking after his ailing father who lived mm. with him. Ugh. So despite his wealth, I think he was 60 at the time of his father's death, which was in 2011, just for Ralph Okay. Senior. He continued to work hard and live simply in a humble house on the farm. So there's going to be some speculation here on this, but I feel like he probably didn't know what the fortune was worth. Mm. I feel like the Ralph Sr. kind of knew more than Ralph Jr. about that kind of stuff. It seemed like Ralph Jr. was just kind of doing what he's always done, like what he was taught to do by his dad and just trying to run the business alone and kind of a lonely guy, not very social. Yeah, they they say a lot about second generation businesses that usually the second and third generation doesn't make it because they don't know as much about the business or care as much about the business. But I mean, he died like in 2011, which is well into this lady doing this con on him. So Oh, yeah. For sure. Like the con Mm -hmm. on his son. Yeah. Anyway, so a few people who knew Ralph Jr. at the time the story came out. So this was around 2015 when all this kind of broke on the news. They told the journalists that he had no social life at all and that he's closer to trees than human beings. Wow. So he's a little tree hugger. (laughs) A literal tree hugger. I'm a tree hugger. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I hug trees too. So it's all right. You can hug trees. Oh, this guy was just a sitting duck. I know, it just sucks. Like, it just sounds like he's just one of those nice people that's just been out there, you know, waiting for someone to take advantage here. Because people are terrible. (sighs) They really are. So, his life totally changed, of course, when he met Rachel Lee in 2004. Rachel Lee, I guess she moved to Bend, Oregon. She opened up some psychic shop there. And she claimed to be a professional psychic. And Rain somehow found out about her since he had an interest in the paranormal. So, he went to her for love advice. And I guess he just seemingly really liked her comforting companionship. And so, of course, then Ralph and Rachel became close friends. And their relationship kind of went a notch higher when Rachel became his personal advisor and confident in matters of love and finance. So here's where everything starts to go south, Starfish. I know. Oh, my gosh. Ralph hired her as his bookkeeper. And unfortunately, while Ralph saw Rachel as a friend, the psychic con saw him for his wealth and she was just going to scam this old man of all of his inheritance and everything. Yeah, it just keeps getting worse here as we go along, unfortunately. Well, why would you, so he hired her um, as his bookkeeper, like a psychic? 
what skills does yeah. she have as yeah. a bookkeeper? Like, I know. That's what I was wondering, too. She must have, like, lied to him about her background somehow. And again, I'm just kind of speculating here. Because it seems like this poor guy is pretty mm-hmm. gullible, yeah. right? He just kind of fell for all this stuff because he was lonely. I mean, I can imagine it must be really hard to have a multi-million dollar business that you're trying to run and your dad, who's sick... And his health In isn't bed. so good. So that's got to be a lot to deal with. Population right? 20-something. <laughs> yeah. Everybody in bed is like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, hey, did you go to the blockbuster? <laughs> yeah. Like... Oh, man. So apart from Rachel, there's two other accomplices in this story that aided significantly in this decade-long con job. So one of them was Blancy Lee, who Rachel introduced to Reigns Jr. as her brother. But guess who he was? He was actually her on-and-off boyfriend. Yeah, so Blancy actually started doing odd jobs around the Reigns house. And so Reigns decided to go ahead and put him on the payroll. Like another mistake right there. So... Before we discuss how they decided to squander all of Ralph's fortune, the third accomplice, as mentioned earlier, in addition to Rachel managing Ralph's book, she also came through for him on the romance front. So in one of the fortune-telling sessions that Rachel had with Ralph, she predicted that he would meet the love of his life at an airport. Uh Uh-huh, how specific. (laughs) Right? Sure enough, that's where Ralph's heart Of course. I'm surprised it wasn't at a blockbuster. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> because she didn't know. <laughs> right? Keep going. Yeah, yeah. So There's much. just so much to this. So in October of 2007, Reigns was coincidentally mm-hmm. in Portland International Airport returning home from a timber convention when he met a lady named Mary Marks. He was excited to meet her. She was a very proper looking young woman with long blonde hair, glasses, and spoke with a British accent. <laughs> British accent, um, man have to fake that oh i know oh yeah like i mean this these people just went all out they pulled out all the stops so she said she was a financial expert she also claimed to have psychic abilities and offered to give him a reading and of course the reading was spot on (laughs) because she knew everything from her mom (laughs) little did oh oh yeah little exactly little did poor ralph know that rachel lee had planned this chance meeting um this beautiful blonde who was melting ralph's heart was of course actually rachel lee's daughter And her real name is Portia Lee. She, of course, was not a financial expert. She didn't have any psychic abilities. Rachel just gave her all the details about Rain so that she could fake her free fortune reading. But at this point, of course, it was too late for Ralph. He's already on the hook now. So soon after the airport meeting, Ralph employed Mary Marks as Rachel's assistant bookkeeper. (laughs) Why would she be her assistant bookkeeper if she's a financial expert? (laughs) Sorry. What the hell? I know. It's like, I know. It's like, how how much? (laughs) I don't know what she could have possibly been doing there. I don't know. Maybe she counted all the trees (laughs) for him. I don't know. Oh, man. So, like, on his side, like, he's like, oh, man, all this stuff is working out for me after being so lonely. He's like, I finally have an expert helping me manage the family business. He had an assistant that he liked and a handyman to keep things in order so he didn't have to call, like, repair people all the time. I mean, it seemed like, you know, for him, it's like, oh, this is great. Then for Rachel, of course, it was also aligned perfectly so she could accomplish her con job goal of swindling him out of all of his fortune. So the next thing that we know is that Ralph had made Mary his first Mrs. Reigns. So this was in, like, six months of meeting. Hmm. 
Yeah, then she convinced him to have a baby with her through artificial insemination. Oddly, Reigns and Mary never had intimate contact, according to the investigators in the case. So nine months later, Mary, quote-unquote, gave birth to a baby. And get this. This is a good, too. The baby's name was Giorgio Armani. (laughs) Really? Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah. It's like that designer guy, right? Like the suit guy (laughs) of New York? Totally the suit guy. I wouldn't know. I, I, yeah. I'm wearing like a shirt from Target right now or Walmart or something. I don't wear that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever been into an Armani store or any of those. Like, I totally have. I have one time in Vegas. Yes. Oh. I, I remember Ooh, going, oh, we got to okay. go in there. And we went in there and I looked at one shirt. It was hideous, by the way. And it was like all patterns and 70s looking. It was $1,700. I was like, whoa, Ew. I don't. And, uh, like so they let you guys in did you have to like <laughs> no. make an appointment like isn't it one of those stores no, i don't just know open. it was just it was a little boutique store i'm trying to think oh. where it was in vegas now well. i can't remember maybe caesar's palace or something yeah nice okay well this fancy <laughs> starfish goes to <laughs> she goes to armani <laughs> yeah uh anyway so ralph at this point in the story he's like on top of the world right because he's got a wife Beautiful young wife, beautiful son. And Giorgio was like the son that Ralph thought he'd never have. Like he he raised the boy with all of his love. And by 2011, poor Ralph believed that he and Mary Marks had married and Uh. had a child. So. So was the uh, child not his then? Well, here's the heart. This whole story. (laughs) Yeah, the artificial insemination part's a little sketch. Right? Yeah. So basically everything Ralph believed wasn't true, including Giorgio. Oh. I know. Ralph and Portia, who was posing as Mary, didn't live together. She said she had a full-time finance job in California. (laughs) So the time apart helped her to convince Ralph that she was pregnant. She wasn't pregnant with Ralph's child. Portia had worn a foam baby bump to fake a pregnancy and conveniently left town. Yeah. And so Rachel Lee had another daughter, actually, who had a small boy child. So she basically used her own grandson to pose as the child Portia named Giorgio Armani. Ew. Could you imagine that little kid, too, like, growing up, like, with this fake name and stuff? That's so weird, right? Well, and, like, this guy, he's, like, he's supposed to be his dad or something? Like, you're not my dad. I I know Yeah, I don't know how they pulled that off. (laughs) Yeah, like, I'm surprised, you know, because, like, little kids tell the truth all the time. I'm surprised that, like, he didn't slip up at least once during this whole thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe a couple years, but a few years tops. But the kid eventually would be like, I don't know who you are. Yeah. Maybe they yeah, call them Papa or something. Really you know? Oh, it could be Grandpa. Yeah, know. like, exactly. Anyway, so here's the money part now. So according to the court documents, Lee assumed the role as a paid caregiver to Ralph's elderly father by 2007. And so I want to talk a little bit about that because what they did was they convinced Ralph to purchase a couple of properties or two or three houses to run their businesses out of, like their psychic uh-huh. business. Hmm. And so one of the houses they moved Ralph Sr. into, well, the family was like, you know, living in the house with all the nice stuff and the nice bedrooms. Ralph Sr. was actually left to sleep out in the hallway. (laughs) With the old man? Oh my gosh, how horrible. Yeah, I just have to emphasize that because I I had to dig that one up in this because this is like how terrible these people are. Gosh, that's disgusting. Like there's no limit to how horrible these people are. You know, like, that's so, just so, so gross. So, so gross. And steal all your money yeah, and cart yeah. your poor dad out in the hallway. <sighs> What's he going right? to do? You know? Yes. 
Exactly. Right, right. So in March of 2008, Ralph turned over control oh. of all of his financial accounts to Rachel Lee. Oh. So there you go. And had papers drawn up to give her power of attorney. Why? I know. Like, she must have convinced him of you all sorts of stuff. You don't need I mean, someone to totally be your power crazy. of attorney unless you think you're going to die. Right. I mean, I guess you could die yeah. at any time. And at that point, you could put it in your will who's going to be your power of attorney. But they don't need power right. of attorney, probably. I, I wouldn't put anybody right. as my power of attorney. Not right, right yeah. now. So Rachel used her psychic abilities to get Ralph to sign control of his entire estate over to her. So, oh, man, that's terrible. It is so bad. And so then a February 15th release by the U.S. Attorney's Office, District of Oregon, read between 2007 and 2011, Rachel Lee directed the victim to incrementally liquidate investment accounts totaling approximately $3.8 million. And then after depleting the victim's investment accounts, Rachel Lee convinced the victim he owned substantial taxes and needed to sell his family's tree farm. Ah. <sighs> So, Jeez. Yeah, at Lee's direction. So horrible. So at, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, at Lee's direction, the tree farm properties were sold for approximately $12.3 million. Oh, how sad. Gosh. Yeah. Oh, God. What happened to this woman? So, she better have gotten it. I know. Yeah. So, we're, we're going to get to that. So, basically, they spent Ralph's fortune on a luxury lifestyle of course like so lee directed funds for high roller trips to las vegas trips to california a first class trip to europe she also spent her money from him on luxury clothing and jewelry including a sixty-four thousand dollar rolex watch while selling off the victim's property so rachel lee and lancy lee purchased a ferrari and a bentley on a single day and then between 2010 and 2013, Lee and her co-defendants used the victim's money to purchase at least 10 properties, oh, so that even more, at a cost of approximately $3.3 million. <laughs> well, so, at least they're stupid. Nobody makes that and, much as a psychic right. or a bookkeeper, you know. <laughs> oh, I know. So, and 10 properties, I mean, that's <clears throat> so a lot. Many. Like, holy crap. Yeah, like, I knew about the three, but ten, geez. So so she and her family used three of the properties, there you go, in Bend and Canby and Scarpos as psychic mm. shops. Hmm. So, Swindle um, more people. Yeah. So I'm going to say, like, I have to commend the detectives in this case and also the neighbor in this case that kind of tipped off in, like, piece together the story to authorities mm, on this. Mm-hmm. And I think his neighbor actually had some sort of law enforcement mm-hmm. background, but they also worked on his farm as a logger at one point. So they knew the property well. And so like for it to all of a sudden go up for sale is pretty suspicious, you know, to the people yeah, around yeah, him. Yeah. It's a small town. So he probably knows some local people and they're like, oh yeah, he's the nice guy that owns the tree farm down the right, road, you know? Right. So I have to commend the neighbor and um, Detective Stephen Floyd of the nearby Canby Police Department for doing his job. Here's how they caught these jackasses. Stephen Floyd was doing a routine patrol when he noticed this unusual display of prosperity at Rachel's little psychic shop. (laughs) Um, He noticed that there were high-end cars were coming and going. Yeah, right? Stupid. So, right, exactly. So also, there was something fishy about the sale of the, the tree farm. You know, so that Ralph had inherited. So the curious detective decided to dig deeper. So thank God for people like him out there protecting the vulnerable of our society here. So he learned that Ralph had fallen prey to this notorious band of psychics. And they went to some extremes to get his money. 
you know, like obviously they've like acted all this stuff out. So Rachel Lee masterminded the fraud by acting as his bookkeeper and his psychic advisor, Blancy, who Ralph believed was her brother, was actually a con man and called himself actually, and I quote, the king of gypsies or the Italian gypsy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you weren't the one right. who swindled all this money. It was Rachel, really. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, and Mary Marks for nearly 10 years. And Ralph didn't even know that the wedding was a fake, right? Oh, thank and goodness. And obviously the wedding thank was goodness. complete, totally Ooh. fake. Like, it was never legalized. So, because it was, you know, it wasn't her name. So she couldn't, True. you know, True. pull that off. I mean, they, they probably put together like a fake wedding certificate. Yeah, right, right, right. So the investigators didn't find any records of the wedding being Mm. made official. There was no marriage certificate, although Ralph, he believed it was a legitimate marriage, of course. But still, I guess it's good it wasn't, because being married just flips a switch, and everything is equal at that point. Right. So here's the part where uh, they get in trouble. Usually, this is the part where I love. Let's see what they got. Again, sometimes it's it's not what we think it should be, you know, that our justice system is needs some work here. (laughs) Um, especially for these types of Yeah, let me crimes, guess. You know? She's missing and, like, hanging out with right, Rusha like- <laughs> Ignatova or something over there. United Emirates. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, she just, like, fleed uh. the country, right? Oh, my gosh. So, finally, so the investigation goes through, and then they decide to go in and get these people, which yeah. thank God for that. So, on February 19th of 2015, U.S. District Judge Robert E. Jones sentenced Rachel Lee, then 44, to 100 months in prison. <laughs> For her Lee role in a conspiracy to commit wire fraud, money laundering, and her failure to file personal income taxes. So Judge Jones also ordered Lee to pay $15,490,978.65 in restitution wow, that's good. to the victim. Probably filed bankruptcy, but still. Eight years right. and have so, to pay restitution. Well, and I'm sure, I'm hoping that they seized as mm-hmm. much as they could. You know, obviously you can't get all those expensive trips right. back, but hopefully they the seized cars. all the... Right. Properties and cars and <laughs> Rolex watches and all that stuff. It's kind of like, you know, Shit's Creek, if you guys have ever seen that. Hopefully they can't went in and did that where they stole all, like, they oh, just yeah. went in and took totally. everything, basically. The government shows right. up and the show's over, folks, right. you know? Right, <laughs> So, I know. So, in addition to the prison sentence, she must serve three years of post-prison supervised hmm. release. Basically, by the time all this happened, Ralph had like two hundred and fifty thousand. Oh my the bank, gosh! And that was man. it. Oh yeah, they did, they just totally soaked the guy like for everything right. he had. I wonder, I wonder if everything. everything has started to fall apart too at that point with his marriage and stuff because there's only two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, so left. yeah, basically it just left him nearly penniless. It's like just such a tragic, horrible right. story. It looks like Rachel's daughter. Portia was jailed for 33 months, while Blancy Lee was jailed for 18 months. So, <laughs> that's kind of crappy if you... 18 months for what they did to this poor man for 10 years. And his You know, father, the justice system definitely, definitely basically says, don't let yourself be scammed. It doesn't say, don't scam people. It says, don't let yourself be scammed. We're only going to give them 18 months. They're going to get out, I bet, earlier than that. It's so sad that you have to just watch out for yourself. You can't rely, even when they catch them in these cases, still. 
what, eight years? Eh. It's like a sentence for like stealing gum mm-hmm. out of Walmart. Mm-hmm. What kind of crap is that? <laughs> so I'm sorry, but I hate the justice system. It's it, just it is. It ov- they so. overdo it with certain people and they way underdo it with people like this. Like we don't want these people in society, not the person who, up the street who is selling pot out of his basement. Give me a break. Like calm down, justice system. <laughs> it's all backwards. So, uh. oh, it totally is. It's such a joke. I'm just like, are you kidding yeah, me right yeah, now yeah. with this? So <sighs> it's just disgusting. So poor Ralph, he finds all this out because everyone is going yeah, to jail yeah. now. And some of the interviews, like if you look him up on YouTube, this poor guy still to this day, of course, he was like totally oh, heartbroken yeah. when he I'm found sure. it all out. His first and only love. Yeah. He said he was crushed. His life is shattered. He's living out without the woman and child that he thought was his family. I couldn't imagine that. That'd be so bad. Oh, no. And amazingly, he's ready to forgive and forget all this. He said if they would just be honest with him and be willing to rectify the situation, which obviously they can't. It looks like he somehow was able to regain ownership of the tree farm. Oh, that's good. So he said that his trees are the only family he has left now. Wait, wait, go back. Did you say that he said he would forgive them? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Bigger man than I am. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Forgive and forget. I mean, I would say this man is probably like if you met him at a coffee shop, he would probably sit down and have a conversation with you. Like he seems like a very Mm. nice person. So again, these are the type of people that I will defend, even (laughs) though he is a millionaire, because he has a sustainable business that he's trying to run. And it seems like a very ethical way. And then you have these assholes that just have to come in and ruin everything. Right. So I think when they sold the farm the first time before he got it back, when they sold it, I think they wiped out all the trees on the property. So he's had to like regrow everything. Whoever bought it just like wiped everything out because what the hell tree stuff? Why? Yeah. So this poor guy, like, I mean, it's just like then he has to go back and rebuild this whole empire i mean i don't know how much he got back you know it's like when i mean just from my own personal experience with fraud like i only received like a small portion Mm. back yeah right even though i did get everything back but the settlement stuff it usually Mm -hmm. takes forever Mm -hmm. and you usually only get like a small portion recovered so they did actually assign it's like the court put uh, this guy named uh, kit jensen in place as Reigns' conservator to make sure that he holds on to whatever cash it gets recovered. Mm. So at least the court was smart enough to say, okay, this guy, he's not like super business savvy, maybe. And we should just appoint <laughs> someone to help him out a little bit, you know? Although like, we sucks. know the story like, with Brittany and her conservator, but it was her dad. But still, wow, that is, I'm glad they did right. that because this poor guy, gosh, do not hand your $12 million business or any business over to your psychic, for God's sakes. Ever, oh, oh man! Yeah. What a, and, oh my god! Yeah, in the scam like, with the with the daughter and everything. That is, if you think about it, unfortunately, it's kind of brilliant because, of course, she was going to be able to say every single thing that happened because she was making it happen. Just trusting right. that psychic way too much, and then when things oh, happen, yeah. it's like, oh, yep. see, I was confirmed. It's right. I got to listen to every word she says now. Ugh. Right. Terrible. Uh, I think this is worse than the other oh, psychic yeah. fraud. Oh, definitely. I mean, that was only like 100,000, like, 150,000 maybe tops, but this is 15 million plus the family thing with the son. Oh my gosh, can't even imagine. Oh, gross. I mean, it doesn't sound like they were yeah. super close because he was in California. I don't know if they live there with him. I don't know. This is it just sounds terrible. I know. It's so bad. I just kind of want to give Ralph yeah, Jr. a hug, yeah. you know. Take him out for some coffee. <laughs> Go get a blockbuster Synthetic video. Synthetic ear. <laughs> 
We just, Ralph. you know, hang out. Yeah, <laughs> poor Ralph. Ralph, we do love you. I'm, I'm sorry that this super shittiness happened. Yeah, that really. sucks. So, uh, well, that was a crazy story, Mary Contrary. Thanks oh, hundred percent. Yep. <laughs> Watch out for psychics, people. Yeah, be careful. Careful when you get your cards <laughs> read. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Real Talk. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. We look forward to having you on our next one.